the Hill Country Patriot. He's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you this morning. I hope you got some of those sprinkles overnight. I, I'm telling you what, it couldn't have been more poorly planned. My uh, my uh, fish um, tank dried up uh, about four days ago, and I was looking out there, and there were all these dead fish in about a half an inch of water. I could have used a good rainstorm a week ago, so at least I guess that center of the pond will be really well fertilized if I wanted to plant some uh, Indian corn out there, right? There you go, Matt. Isn't that Do how it. it works with the fish and the Indian yeah. corn? And uh, All right, so um, it is uh, 14 days till primary voting starts. That's two weeks from today. That's, man, I was off. I was I'm, I was looking back on Friday. I said it was 21 days, and then I was doing it. Wait a minute, wait a minute. It's not. It's so that would make it today 19 days, That's but right. it's not. It's 14, well, 14 days. No, 14 days. Yes. Yeah, because it starts on Monday, the 14th of February. That's correct. Valentine's Day, and uh, there you go. 14 days. Are you block walking for anybody? Are you doing anything for anybody? I have a uh, I have several contacts for you if you want to uh, be included on uh, block walking just send me uh, an email matt at ranchradiogroup.com or some of you know how to text me get a hold of me a number of different ways but let me know jet I know sends out um, block walking texts let me see what jets was I got it last night hold on it was before the game so here we go um oh uh that, that was for sun that was for, that was sunday. for sunday that was yeah. for sunday so i have not received the next um update from jet but if you want to do some block walking in fredericksburg or kerrville or anywhere in the hill country i have contacts for you for pretty much every single candidate and uh, if you'll get in touch with me i'll let you know where to um uh who to, who to get engaged with so uh, let's see, Angela, tell us, uh, we have an update, city, Fredericksburg City Council meetings, uh, just a kind of a reminder of when they meet. Yes, Matt, uh, just for those of you who are attending those council meetings, we want to make sure you understand that they only meet the first and third Mondays of the month. So when you have a long month like this, and I think there's five Mondays, right? it can be a little confusing. Uh, you start thinking it's every other week, right? But that's yes. not really true. No. Uh, it's first and third, so there will not be a meeting tonight, but it will be next week. Yeah, I'm looking at the third. Nope, that's January. Uh, the seventh. Yes, and I want to make sure that, yes. Yes, that Monday. It'll be that Monday. Oh. Next Monday. Okay. I wanted to make sure there wasn't a holiday or something, because sometimes that happens, too. Yeah, the, the 7th and the 21st yep, of February. There you go. 7th and the 21st of February, City Council's, uh, uh, Fredericksburg City Council meets, and that was just uh, 
Jeanette wanted us to pass that on to you. And thank everybody that's been showing up because numbers do matter when it comes to grassroots involvement. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it makes a big difference. Yes. Um, Just being there, just being one more body in the room makes a difference. It does. Don't, Don't make the same five people show up and, uh, you know, to take the message to the council, you've got to have a, uh, a group of people supporting group of that. people there. Yes. One of the things we learned in the workshop last week was that um, power, our power comes from the fact that we can replace those guys, right? Yes. That's where our power comes from with the politicians is when they fear that we can replace them, then they're going to act, start behaving in a manner to please us more. Yes. To put it that way. Right, because there are other voices out there, Matt, Right. that don't agree with us, and they're very loud and they're very persistent. And listen, you're in that hot seat. Uh, it's it, our human nature. It's easy for us to get pushed a certain direction. Yes. And we want to make sure we keep our politicians on the straight and narrow, keep them honest, right? Absolutely. Our job. And so we, um, when we show up in mass, when we have yes. 15 instead of 5, or 30 instead of 15, or 100 instead of 30, then they look out and they see the, the, the idea that those are voters, and that if I don't pull this right, they're all going to go out and tell their friends. They all tell their friends. They all do tell their friends. They tell friends. at least one other person. Yep. And mostly it's 10. You know, one of the things I heard years ago, if um, if you do a really good job with a customer at your business, you come in, you treat them really, really well, they'll go out and tell one person about your business. Sure. And if you treat them really, really crappy, they'll go out and tell 10 everybody. people. They will tell everybody about how lousy how of a job you're yeah. doing. Absolutely. So. You need to show up at these events. You need to support those who are speaking. Uh, there needs to be solidarity. All right, tonight, a big deal, uh, candidate forum at 6, at, uh, at six o'clock tonight. Uh, we're going to have Rich Paces, who's running for county commissioner in Kerr County. Yep. And uh, Lieutenant Colonel Raul Reyes. Our who, favorite. Our favorite uh, Senate candidate for uh, Senate District 24. And Wes Verdell, Woo-hoo! another one of our favorites, who is running for House District 53. If you're still up in the air on this race, you need to go um, hear from Wes Verdell. That's tonight treat. at 6 o'clock. And um, it is the uh, candidate forum. It's going to be at 452 Guadalupe Street, put on by our good friends, the uh, Kirk County Patriots. So that's tonight. And... Um, we got stuff uh, coming up over the weekend. There's going to be the rally in Austin, the prayer in Kerrville, and uh, we'll be, uh, let's see, I have another one. I just got a text in. There is a special uh, city council meeting at 1 o'clock today at Ladybird Golf Course in the Cardinal Room. Uh, Jerry just sent me that. All right, that's Fredericksburg. Fredericksburg. I have no idea, just passing that on. Give you a little bit of a uh, Ben Franklin, and uh, then we'll uh, be back. And uh, let's see what we have. Uh, Oh, here you go. Love, cough, and a smoke cannot be well hid. If you're in love or you have a cough or you've just had a smoke, you can't hide that. Can't be well hid. 
Thank you, Ben. Let's uh, stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Folks, we are back. Just got a text from Rachel. I had the address wrong. Um, I'll have to fix it up in my notes. The address for the candidate forum tonight is 451 Guadalupe Street, not 452. It's 451 Guadalupe Street. All right, real proud to uh, welcome onto the program right now um, my congressman, Angela Smith's congressman, uh, Chip Roy. Welcome to the Matt Long Show this morning, sir. Great to be on as always, Matt. I hope y'all are doing well. Forgive you, forgive me. My voice is a little cedar uh, weakened, but uh, but we're doing well. All right, that's good to hear. So, um, tell us uh, what is what is it we need to know right now? What's the most important thing going on in Washington D.C. that we should be paying attention to or helping you with? Well, first of all, um, you know we wake up every day. The handful of us committed to freedom and limited government playing whack-a-mole. Uh, with everything that the current administration, Democrats in Congress, and frankly, even a few Republicans are always up to, right? You all know that and you see it. Uh, but what I would tell you right now is, you know, we are continuing to fight and hold the line on this, this voting nonsense. And right now it looks like we've got that kind of knocked down. Uh, but we need to make sure that the Senate knows to hold the line. Uh, including Manchin and, and, and on the substance, right? What's concerning is that Manchin and a couple of the senators uh, indicated, well, I'm okay with the substance, right? But I'm not going to go along with the filibuster uh, breakdown. Well, that's concerning because the people of West Virginia, or if you're John Tester, the people of Montana, or Kristen Sinema in Arizona, they don't like the substance of this bill. And we're allowing Democrats to hijack, hijack the issue by claiming it's about voting rights, and it's not. It's about attacking our ability to have voter ID. I got in trouble in a House Judiciary Committee from the Democrats, where I was called a white supremacist because I dared to challenge the idea that uh, using voter ID is the same as a poll tax. And this is a real fight, and it's ongoing. Uh, right now, for the listeners out there, we've got it held at bay, but we got to still keep the intensity up that we're going to demand and continue to demand stronger voting rules in the state of Texas. And Nick Saban and every other big-talking, uh, you know, a sports uh, person that wants to try to interfere with our abilities uh, are going to get called out by me. The most hot issue at the moment is that we have the continuing resolution that funds the federal government or is currently funding the federal government since December. It expires on February 18th, right? So in 18 days. I have taken the position, and I have a letter circulating that says that Republicans in both the Senate and the House should pledge not to vote to fund that government, not to vote to spend money if it maintains the vaccine mandates that are currently in place. The Supreme Court got it right on the OSHA rule, but the Supreme Court got it wrong on the health care mandates, the CMS mandates. And they got it wrong, well, or we're getting it wrong by still as a country having our men and women in uniform being forced to either get the jab or get kicked out of the armed forces. So my position is not one Republican should vote to fund the enforcement 
of these unconstitutional, unlawful vaccine mandates. You want to get the vaccine? Go get it. If you don't, don't. But there should not be a mandate coming down from on high. And Republicans shouldn't be able to hide behind, well, it's the executive branch. No, no. If you vote for this continuing resolution, as 19 Republicans did in the Senate in December, you're voting to fund it. Don't let them hide. And we need to call them out over the next 18 days. Hey, Chip, this is Angela. Can you hear me? I can. You're a little light, but I can hear you. All right. Well, um, it's interesting that you there say you that, they're, that they're hiding behind this. Um, tell us a little bit about that, because I don't know that people understand out here how easy it is for them to do that. And when even if there's a town hall or there's something, uh, let's just say there's even a, a, a town hall over the phone type of thing. Um, how can we speak into that? Look, what my position is, is that Republicans who get it understand that when we vote to fund the agencies and the bureaucrats that are the ones enforcing these unconstitutional regulations and mandates, we get, hey, we should stop doing that. The weaker Republicans will say, well, you know, we've got to fund government and, you know, they're in charge. And we don't want to risk our military. We don't want to cut off funding for important things, DHS and the border. Right. So hide behind whatever reasons to say that, oh, well, we have to vote for this. And I say that's wrong, okay? And then what they'll do is they'll say, well, government shutdown. Like, I'm not the one going around saying government shutdown. It is the Democrats and the media who always go around talking about government shutdown. Kind of fear-monger it, right? All I'm saying is, what's that? They kind of fear-monger that. Absolutely. Because they know that a number of Republicans will run away from it. This is to the point about hiding. They'll run away from it because they're like, oh, my gosh, they're going to say government shutdown. (laughs) Oh, no. And they go hide in the corner. And what I'm saying is we need to say and make it very clear that this is a choice. Are you going to fund the bureaucrats that are enforcing the vaccine mandates? That's the simple question. So let, let me ask you, um, let's just stick with this idea on, fund, on, on the vaccine and the mandates. You know, we're seeing now news from around the world that uh, countries are completely giving up on all of it, on the vaccines, the masks, the mandates, the social distancing there are countries around the world just saying now up stop we're done i i'm wondering when and what that's going to look like in this country because i'm having a hard time even imagining that fauci or biden are going to say yep we're all done with this uh everything stops tomorrow what do you what do you get a feeling that that's going to look like coming out of washington Well, what we know is, is that uh, our sources tell us anyway, the Democrats are kind of struggling because they get the joke. They know that they need to back away right now because of all the data, the science and Omicron. And, you know, everything's indicating, right? The vaccines don't stop the spread of the the virus. The uh, Omicron variant is much less deadly than the Delta variant. There's decreasingly any reason whatsoever to be making this case. Uh, there never was, right, for those of us who love freedom. Right. But even just on the straight science, it's just, it's just fading into oblivion. They know that, 
Omicron is burning through the world in a rapid clip, and therefore they're in a box because they're so pregnant with their authoritarian mandates right. that they, they're having trouble figuring out how to, they need an off-ramp. Yeah. Well, I'm just telling you that one of the reasons that, look, I wish America was reacting like Canada, oh. meaning the Canadian truckers, mm. you know. God, God bless the Canadian truckers being willing to go to Ottawa and shut it down. But what I would say in response to that, those of us who love our founding document, the Constitution, and love freedom, we know that federalism and our differing ways of doing things is part of why the pressure valve in America is not as intense as it is in Canada, Australia, you know, Austria, mm-hmm. some of these places where you don't have as much freedom to disagree. Because Florida, to a lesser degree, Texas, but Texas, other places around the country where we're saying no to most of that stuff, not all of it, right? Most of it, but not all of it. There's less of a pressure valve, right? It's not Uh, one single. So, but my point is, even in America, I think we're getting to the point where people are saying, look, enough, enough of our military, enough of our our, uh, medical personnel. So let's see what happens over the next 18 days with our effort to defund the enforcement of this stuff, and then we'll uh, kind of see what, how that unfolds in America. But we just got to keep the gas up that there should be no mandate. Correct. I, I, we totally agree with you, uh, Chip, and we're out here fighting for that, too. So one of the other things that is coming up now, we're hearing all the talk about, you know, the the discontent with the Democrats and the Democrat Party. You've got... 20-some-odd Democrats in the House that are not going to run for the seat again. Um, And uh, there's all this, uh, the general wisdom is that uh, Republicans are going to take the House and maybe the Senate. Um, I've been around for a while, as you have. We have been told numerous times, oh, yeah, just give us the House, just give us the Senate, just give us the presidency, and uh, we'll get rid of Obamacare, we'll secure the border, um, I, I guess there's a part of me that wants to ask now, how is it going to be any different this time if we give the Republicans the House and maybe one seat in the Senate? How uh, Are the Republicans going to behave any different? Do you see any hope for that? So I have not studied fully the current state of our ability to pluck off some of those key states, whether it's Georgia, Nevada, uh, New Hampshire, um, Arizona, right? You go around the states where we're seeing the most competitive races in states mm-hmm. that are either red or purple or have some, you know, tendency not to be totally insane. You know, how much is the likelihood and chance that we can pick those off and, uh, and not lose any of our own? Um, right now, I've been feeling, given the just complete absurdity of the Biden administration and where everything is, the feeling is more optimistic than it was, say, six months or a year ago. But uh, one thing I always like to remind people, I hear so many of my Republican colleagues saying things about taking back the House, right, and uh, taking back the Senate. And that's what our focus is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when I say our, it's not my, it's not my focus. Right. Um, I believe that power, political power, is a byproduct of leading and standing up for the people. So my view is, is like, well, yeah, raise money, go go work hard, do what you can to, you know, get your message out and go fight and win. 
and hopefully, you, you know, we obviously would prefer a Republican majority in the House and the Senate, right? No question. But our job is to go inspire people, win minds and hearts, by putting out a, uh, you know, a message that we're fighting for them. It's not that complicated. Everybody said, well, we need a new contract with America. I mean, maybe we're working on some of those concepts. Mainly what we need are Republicans to just show us fine and fight, right? Yeah. That's why I want to pick this fight on defunding vaccine mandates. Because if the Republican Party cannot rally around in February of 2022 that we should not fund the bureaucrats to go after our people for saying, hey, I don't want to have a forced vaccine, then what the hell good are Republicans? Right. So we need to demonstrate now that we're willing to fight. And then we can talk about things about limited spending and what we do on the border. We can talk about a stronger military, not appeasing Russia, but not also getting into a ground war. How can we stop Nord Stream 2? You know, we can talk about all of the things that we know we all care about that are driving us crazy um, and, and led heavily by the economic constraints, big tech, election, border, you know, etc. But I don't want to see more promises. I want to see a commitment, a true full-on commitment that Republicans are going to stand up and fight. And if we do that, Matt, if we do that, we will absolutely take the House and the Senate. Mm. That's what I think matters. Well, Chip, it sounds like then um, anyone that's listening to us outside of this area or may, you know, we share these podcasts a lot around uh, with people who have a, a different Republican congressman. It sounds like we need to just give them a call and let them know that this is what we what we agree with you on this, that we want them to stand firm on that, correct? I agree. I mean, like right now, I think it's it's the most important fight we can have. I think we can maybe elevate another fight on the border with respect to calling on the impeachment of uh, Secretary Mayorkas. Um, I know a lot of us would like to just, you know, pass go and go straight to impeaching Biden. And I think we can have that conversation given the dereliction of duty he is, uh, you know, putting forth. But what I would say is if I'm if my belief is. We should be rallying conservatives around, defunding vaccine mandates, and then impeaching by orcas and or using the spending power we have to force action at the border, putting riders on spending bills to require enforcement, to get more teeth to judges, to be able to enforce what's happening down in South Texas and being able to try to secure the border. we got to demonstrate a willingness to fight. If we expect the American people to get behind us. So, yes, Angela, spread the word. You know, right now is the time to just get in the grill of your Republican members of Congress and senators and demand they fight. They cannot just assume that they're going to waltz into power because Biden and Democrats don't love the Constitution and don't want to defend our borders and are, you know, uh, trying to take over our elections and you know, take the power away from the states and the people, all the things they're doing that's just insane, not to mention parents, by the way, and, and critical race theory and all that. So we've got to, we got to demonstrate we're going to fight. And you guys, you activists, demand it. Demand that we fight. Mm. Well, uh, Congressman Roy, it's been great to have you on here. You are a real inspiration to us. We talk about wanting scrappers. We need scrappers in Texas. And uh, every time I uh, hear about some speech you've given on the floor to an empty Congress, which just makes me sick, 
Um, it, it, you you are just so uplifting, and you're a scrapper up there in Washington, and we appreciate that. And uh, we're just praying that uh, more people get behind you and uh, continue that fight. Uh, continue that fight alongside of you. Um, go ahead. We got about a minute left. Uh, wrap it up, uh, Mr. Congressman, and uh, thank you for uh, coming on today. Well, to all the activists out there listening, to all the Texans listening, look, this is a moment in time for us to step up and lead. We've got it now. The veil has been lifted on the corruption of our country, the education system, the healthcare system, big tech, big healthcare, big education. We need to go to war to save our country. We need a strong Texas. We need to absolutely hold Republicans accountable to do what they said they would do. And we need to win the culture wars, take our school boards back, and restore education freedom, health freedom, and our fundamental freedoms to be able to speak freely uh, in addition to securing the border and getting cops on the streets. We need to demand it as people. God bless you all. Uh, you guys are the actual inspiration and background and backbone of this country, and I appreciate it. Thank you, Chip. We appreciate you so much. All right, folks, uh, that was Chip Roy, congressman, and uh, for the for my, my congressman, Angela's yep. congressman, a lot of us here in the Hill Country. Folks, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Folks, we're back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. Um, on Tuesdays, you know, we always have Pastor Greg, but uh, tomorrow we're going to squeeze in uh, in the second quarter a, a fellow by the name of Mark Golaby. Have you heard that name, Angela? Mark Golaby. I've heard it. You've heard it. He is running for comptroller. Yeah, which, maybe that's where I saw it. That's on the ballot. where it is. I believe he is the only challenger to our current comptroller who is Hager. Oh, Hager, yeah. yes. he is. And uh, so, uh, anyway, we're going to have Mark Golaby on the uh, phone tomorrow. So um, this will be a good opportunity. This is someone I ha who has not been down through the uh, Hill Country we yet. We have not heard from him yet, and I, I'd, I'd really like to hear what he has to say so he's going to be on here tuesday we're trying to uh, throw together a meet and greet he was proposing something for wednesday i think uh that's such short notice he got a hold of me over the weekend i don't know if we can pull it off by wednesday plus wednesday's weather yeah is <laughs> it reminds me of last year's weather right right when right we were about trying now to put together a tea party meeting in the <laughs> The snowmageddon was coming. Oh, yeah. Wow. It kind of reminds me of that. Deja vu. Speaking of, you know, we had uh, every uh, uh, Tea Party meeting in February, uh, we've been doing this for a number of years now, is guns. It's called our Guns and Roses yeah. meeting. Yeah. We uh, bring roses for all the ladies and all the men get <clears throat> chocolate cake. They do. They Not guns, chocolate cake. cake yeah. So um, I, we order, I just ordered the uh, roses a couple of days ago. Fantastic. They are uh, Freedom Red is the uh, name of them. They're the same ones we had last year. Now, last year I ordered the roses. They all came in. Um, I made three chocolate sheet cakes. You did. In fact, I went out and bought sheet pans because I didn't have enough, right? right. And I knew I couldn't make one. So I went out and bought a stack of sheet cakes, sheet yes. cake pans, yes. right? Yes. 
and uh, spent two uh, two days before the meeting. I started making the chocolate, uh, the good old it's that buttermilk recipe. Like it with, is the uh, best. Oh, the it, best. It's cake. that Texas sheet cake. Oh, it's fabulous. And forgive me, I'm not a pecan eater. I I I, okay. I can't put pecans on them. I just can't do it. We can do it's, it. I, listen, bring your own pecans. I remember that sheet cake last year. Well, here's what happened last year. We canceled the meeting. We did. So, what's but, going on? That was a Thursday you know night what meeting. We did after that. Yeah, that was a Thursday night yeah. meeting. We canceled <laughs> it because the weather was so bad. Well, there was a gun and knife show going yes, on. It was. That started on Friday. Yes. And uh, so I figured I, I had gone up there for some reason. The place was about half empty. Um, but we had, uh, I know we had our city group was up yeah, there gathering there. signatures, yeah. had our had our table, and we were gathering signatures. That was when we really first started. Uh, we're in the very beginning of our fight against the city. This, the the uh, tattletale tool. The tattletale yes. tool. So anyway, I knew we had people up there. I went up there. I remember how nasty it was. And I thought, this is the great place to get rid of the roses and the chocolate cake. Yeah. So I took the three. I, actually, I lied. One of the sheet cakes stayed at home. I and I, <laughs> I shared it. And I think half of it might have gone into the freezer. And the other half might have gone into my belly. But um, the uh, so, yeah, we gave the roses and the chocolate cake away yeah. at the um, knife show. So we're going to hope that doesn't happen again this year, That's please. Okay. Yes. So we'll have the sheet cake. We have a Felicia Bull is going to be the speaker with yes. Gun Owners of America. Yes. Can't wait to get her there. So that- I, I want to pick her brain, Matt. I was just thinking about that when I was driving in this morning. I want to pick her brain, and I want the backstory, a little bit of the backstory on how, what it felt like getting uh, permit, permitless carry to the finish line this mm. this year or last year i should say the yeah. last session i want to i want to know really what happened with that and how many how many hours of sleep did they actually get <laughs> oh yeah and 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 what was going on in the back rooms yes. et cetera. Et yeah, cetera. i want to know i don't know if she'll tell us but i'm gonna ask oh yeah oh yeah all right so that is uh that is our next fredericksburg tea party meeting yes it is on the second Thursday, so that makes it the tenth. Yes, this year, right so, before early voting. Right before early voting starts, we can help everyone. The, uh, the hundred and fifty people that show up, we can help them uh, figure out who to who to mark their ballots for. That's right. And this is about the time you ought to be making your sample ballot. Yes, because everybody that's listening to this program is pretty much plugged in Mm -hmm. uh you're active you're engaged um and uh you you're at least uh downloading this podcast occasionally and listening to it people come to you because they they see your engagement i'll be talking to some folks tomorrow a little group yeah they come to us even if you're just a little bit involved your friends around you who are not involved, which is about 95% of your friends, <laughs> they're going to come to you. They're going to say, who do we vote for? And, of course, you'll probably have your little list in your head. But the best thing I can tell you to do is to have that sample ballot printed <laughs> off, fill in the blanks on it, yep, and fold them up and stick them in your back pocket i was in line a few years ago at the uh at a restaurant in kerrville waiting to get in and uh someone we were talking politics and some strangers came up behind us heard us talking politics and said 
oh, you sound like uh, our kind of people. Who should we vote for? And I reached into my pocket and I pulled out my sample ballot that yeah. was marked. Right. And handed it to them. And they just like, oh, wow, you really <laughs> did this. Yes. Just have those sample ballots out and have them marked and 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 carry them in your back pocket yes. around. Yeah, it's easy. It's, it's super easy. It's it's, it's a, real easy. It's a great uh, conversation starter or you know finisher, whichever people love it. You know, I there was for years I would say I don't care who you vote for, just vote. Um, I'm way beyond that now. Well, <laughs> especially in this primary, we've got so many great candidates. Yes, so many great candidates in this primary. I'm I'm pumped about. Yeah, I'm it is. Really I can't wait to see how it turns out. So, I mean, we have we have seven people running for governor in the primary. Seven people who have put their name in on the hat on the Republican ticket. Folks, remember the primary only Republicans vote for on the Republican yeah. ballot. The Democrats they go to another place. They have another ballot. And they vote for their favorites. So the the Republican primary is who we get, to, how we get to pick who we're going to stand up against the Democrat in November. And um, a good governor, a good incumbent, whether it be senator, governor, but, but governor is really, th- this is big right now. A governor who is well-liked and um, doing his job well will not get challenged in the primary you, you just don't draw challengers and you're, and, you're doing too good They're, you're happy with them right and and so nobody challenges it not because they can't don't think they can beat him everybody says he's doing a good job and so we're gonna leave him alone abbott has never had a challenger in the primaries from what i understood ever in his entire career That's what i've understood so this is uh, quite interesting if texans thought abbott was doing a great job we wouldn't have any challengers, but the fact is there are six, seven candidates running against Abbott, including somebody named Rick Perry. Yes. Who is not the Rick Perry. Um, hopefully someday I will uh, be uh, unbound from my oath of silence and uh, tell you the story about uh, how Rick Perry got in the race. But uh, Go Rick Perry. Go Rick Perry. <laughs> and uh, apparently he was pulling... He was pulling something somewhere around five to ten percent uh, in the last polling. Yes. Um, in fact, I even saw fifteen, fourteen something percent, and I, I'm not sure if I bought that number. But what that tells me is that people are not voting for the man Rick Perry, whose name is on the ballot, because it, it goes back to voting for a name. They're voting for the a name. name, and we just have got we in the in the primary. We just cannot do that in this election. We cannot vote for just the name because you saw that's who you know so to speak yeah um and that and, comes to incumbents so. yeah and we're talking in this case voting for abbott yeah just because you know his name just yeah. because he's always been the incumbent and some very irrational fears and rumors being spread by the republican establishment that nobody but abbott can win in november do you do you buy that do i buy that yeah oh you know i don't not with the candidates like Chip said, there's some competitive races out there. This is one of those. Mm-hmm. We have some serious contenders this year. Absolutely. We, do. we don't even have to worry about that. 
And this so, is a Republican state. The, that's right. We are we are still red ish, mm-hmm. reddish. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to come out. We're going to get out to vote, and we're going to put that Republican up and shame you know who in November. Yeah, exactly. So whoever we pick in the primary, Republicans. Then becomes the what? Listen to me carefully. Then becomes the Republican candidate, which means the entire Republican Party of the state of Texas gets behind that yep. candidate. Right. Period. It doesn't matter who it is. I mean, I don't think it's going to be Danny Harrison. But if Danny Harrison wins the primary for the governor of Texas, we're going to get behind. We're going to get behind Danny yep. Harrison, and we're going to fight tooth and nail to see that Danny Harrison wins in November. And we're all thinking that way, and we're all working that way. And so when we say anybody but Abbott, that is not the destruction of the Republican Party. It's not the end of the world. It doesn't mean Beto wins. It just means that's who our candidate, we get to pick our candidate. The Republican voters get to pick who the Republican candidate's going to be and, folks, we need to get out. If you don't know, if you still have friends defending Abbott, I want you to go to uh, TrueTexasProject.com. TrueTexasProject.com. True, as in true and false. Texas, as in not Oklahoma. TrueTexasProject.com. And on that front page, you'll find an article, Anyone But Abbott, question mark, reasonable or risky very very well written article that will um it'll tell you it'll give you all the arguments to you need and all the lines all the evidence you need to make sure that we vote for anybody but abbott in the republican gubernatorial race yes, they do a great job matt that that byline was reasonable or risky wow they they hit it on every front It'll help, you, it'll help you talk to other people about it, too. Absolutely. And they go down the road <clears throat> They go down the road of uh, every single issue that Abbott would ag- went against the Republican platform, yep. priorities, et cetera, et cetera. Basically a list of things that he had not got done for us in the last seven years. Folks, we're going to take a short break, and uh, we will be right back to close up the first quarter on a Monday morning with Angela Smith. Thank you for staying tuned. We are back. Only 14 days left until primary voting starts. And uh, those of you who are getting sick and tired of uh, us talking about that, well, that's why. Yeah, but but that's why I have this program. That's why I'm on the air. Well, that's that's why we do this, because you we have got to get engaged. More and more people need to move out of their comfort zone. Well, we're pumped about it, number one. Right. But number two, I talked to so many people who don't recognize how important this le- election is. It's an election, a real election. This is where you get to pick the Republican that you want representing you, and you can quit at, you know, you we, we have so many people asking us the question, why 
are we in the position that we're in in Texas when we own Austin? Right. Well, this is the election that makes that, it changes that. And it's either going to be a good change or it's not going to be a good change, right? Right. I'm, I'm excited. I've never seen so many great candidates as long as we've been doing this. And I ain't been forever, I know. But, you know, for 13 years, I've never seen so many great candidates from yeah. the top top all the way across. And, and all the issues we talk about in the Texas House and yes. how dysfunctional the Texas yes. House is, all of that doesn't get changed in November. That's correct. It gets changed now. Yes. Because let's take a look at it. House District 53 is going to be a solid Republican seat, period. Sure. Right? Yes. So it's not, we don't have a fear of a Democrat taking House District 53 in November. At this point, we do not. At this point, we do not. All right? So how do we change the dysfunction in the Texas House is by picking a better candidate a scrapper a fighter for whether it's house district 19 or 53 but this is the point see there's not an incumbent in 19 right now and so mm-hmm. we we get to start from a fresh start and uh, we're doing our best to get someone in there who's going to be a scrapper in 53 um you've got the uh mr murr andy murr who has been uh he 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 is uh, uh, allied with the current leadership. Yes, he is. He is allied with Dave Phelan and all these people that we have been talking about ad nauseum. That um, and and uh, the, the the dysfunction we have at the Texas House, the reason that Republicans' issues do not get dealt with in the Texas House is because of the leadership, and the leadership counts on their support from underneath. Yes. And, so, and uh, Andy Meyer is, uh, supports the current leadership. Yes, so you've got Wes Burdell out there. He's a, he's a businessman. He is grassroots. He is all that we're talking about right now. The man's a scrapper, former uh, Air Force, and he's ready to go do the job. He's been ready to go do the job. And so you and I get to Austin, and we look around, and we think, who in the who is that Republican over there? Right. Well, some Republicans voted that guy in or gal in, and you're like, do they? Well, don't we ask the question all the time? We go, do they know what he's doing here? Yeah, we. Yeah, <laughs> it's shocking. We, yeah, Chris we, Patty. I was oh like, yeah. Do they? Do those voters know what that guy is doing here? Right. Right. Wow. I mean, just an obstructionist every single day of the session when right. it comes to uh, good conservative policy. So it's our job. Yeah. And, and the good ones. And so that's why you're going to keep hearing from us for another 14 days. We're so excited. And yes. so, and, uh, <laughs> and I'm not sure how late I'm going to end up staying up. I say 14 days uh, uh, to, we got to get all so, the way to so March We got to get 1st. all the way to March 1st. And March right. 1st, well, listen, we always talk and we tell everybody that is the day when your vote is most secure. Yes. If you're concerned about election integrity, like we most of us are, your vote is most secure on voting day. On election day. Yes. Early voting goes on way too long. There are way too many days when people really are not. Your, your vote is not secure in a box or on that, that thumb drive somewhere because somebody's probably not watching it 24-7. 
Right. Texas law says yeah. there has to be a guard yes. there. And we know in Gillespie County that there's never, no guard. Yeah, there's no guard there. No. I could just break the law. I don't yeah. know what they do in Kerr County. but Yeah, well, but, I'm just saying we don't, if you don't know, go vote on uh, March 1st. Yeah, that's the best really thing. Care. No, don't order the early vote and don't mail in vote vote. Oh my gosh. If you don't if you can't if you don't have to mail in vote, please don't. Please. If you're unless you're completely incapacitated. That's correct. I mean, uh, you know, somebody can drive you down to the polling station. Somebody yes. can get you there. Yes. Um so call on them. Call on them to do that for you. It's worth it. Absolutely. So, all right, that's uh, going to be our focus for a while and um like I said, we got a great guest uh, tomorrow. We have actually got some good guests all week. And uh, probably in the next month, we're going to get more and more candidates on here. Let me give you a little bit of uh, out of Isaiah this morning, or Isaiah 35. We're going to go to four. And uh, this is just a little uplifting. If you're getting discouraged, if you're not thinking things are going uh, the way you want them to go, uh, here's a promise, one of the many promises made. Uh, God has made us, and uh, so in Isaiah 35 and 4, he says, Say to those with an anxious heart, take courage, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. The recompense of God will come, but he will save you. Then the eyes of the blind will be opened, and the ears of the deaf will be unstopped. Then the lame will leap like a deer, and the tongue of the mute will shout for joy. For waters will break forth in the wilderness and streams in the Arabah. The scorched land will become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water. In the haunt of jackals, its resting place, grass becomes reeds and rushes. Folks, this is these are promises made to you in the Old and New Testament. Stick with it. Bear with it. You know, we uh, I gave you the, the, the scripture uh, uh, last week on, you know, gird your loins, do all the, get on the, that helmet of salvation and the sword of, uh, I, I, without the scripture in front of me, I can't remember it all. But you've got promises, and if you'll just step out and behave and act on those promises, you will be taken care of. Angela? You definitely will be. Stay focused. Thank you, Angela, for coming in with us this morning. Loved Always it. good to see you. Thank you, Matt. All right, y'all stay tuned for Lorraine. And uh, I think I see the fire extinguishers. So uh, let's uh, burn the house down. See you tomorrow.